Hey everyone, this is John. And this is Wayus. And this is the Nintendo Show, the best damn Nintendo podcast on the internet. Uh, I guess it's going to be another mini show. I don't know. Yeah. It's a show. It's a podcast. Fuck it. Let's go. We're, we're, we're um, doing something, you know. Uh, Ryan is not here. Yeah, Ryan is... Um, I, fuck. I don't know. I didn't have anything again. <laughs> Man, we, I see we're just ruining it all right now. Just, oh, it's a uh, shame. We got nothing clever for Ryan. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, because we can't he, say what actually is going on. No, he, he's not here. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we, you know, we got um, some news things that I wanted to knock out in anticipation for a possible Nintendo Direct that might be happening within the next few days. I don't know; it's still kind of rumored. As of recording, Nintendo hasn't announced anything officially. Um, so I wanted to clear the deck a little bit in case that does happen. Also, some like uh, uh, gossip going on about a potential Nintendo Direct that we'll get to as well. Well, what might show up there? But yeah. Let's just get going. And actually, let's let's just start with this rumored Nintendo Direct. There was a rumor about a Nintendo Direct happening a few weeks ago. It turned out to be a Super Mario Wonder Direct. Wes, did you end up watching that one? I did not. Are you going to no, buy Super I, Mario Wonder? Probably. But, you know, it, 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 either buy it or just wait till you're done and borrow it from you. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, it looks so good. I'm torn. I'm 100% in. Uh, uh. Um... I have money set aside for it already. I'm going to, over the next few days, go over to a local game store. I'm going to support a local mom-and-pop type shop. Oh. And, yeah, I'm going to buy physical and from a retail store. Oh, you plebeian. <laughs> yeah, how retro is that? Oh, that's insane. Um, but, yeah. So, this... Um, after that direct happened for like 24 hours, it was like everyone was like, "Oh, well, I guess that was the direct." And then the rumor started back up again, like, "No, that wasn't the September direct. That was them just doing something else." There's still a September direct coming. And I don't know. What do you What do you think? What's the general feeling that you get? Are they going to do a bigger Nintendo direct outside of Mario Wonder here? I mean. It- I wouldn't be surprised because it's getting closer to the holidays and everything. They want to get people going for that. I mean, this seems like a pretty good time to get people aware of what's going to be coming in this uh, holiday. I mean, it's such a good time. It's what they usually do. I think for the past 10 plus years, outside of like 2015, for some reason, they've done a Nintendo Direct every September. So, oh, well, yeah, it's a pretty safe bet then. And you know, for, for precisely what you're saying, to sort of gear up for the uh, the holiday shopping season to like outline their their software lineup for the rest of the year and then early into the next year we already have a pretty good idea of what's happening this year i don't think that we'll get any like surprise announcements because we already know about mario and mario rpg and persona 5 tactics and a dragon quest game so they already got like a pretty solid lineup for the end of the year we know practically nothing uh, going into next year, outside of like uh, a Luigi's Mansion 2 port, uh, a new Princess Peach game of some sort, and I don't know, maybe Metroid, but that's still just kind of TVA. Um, yeah. But but yeah, like I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds about this. I'd really like to see a direct, and I think there's a, a decent chance that one will still happen. But normally, what they would do is they would do their direct. And maybe show a little bit of the games, but then if they got a big game coming up, it's like okay, we're going to show a little bit of this game and then do a breakdown later. But if they were to do a direct now, it'd been like okay, we already did the Mario Wonder breakdown, um, so 
they I guess they wouldn't talk about it much at a direct, so they've kind of like inverted it if a direct is indeed coming. Um, so, so I don't know. I, I think I'll, I'll side on gospel just to come down on the side. I think they'll do a direct, but you know, I'm, I don't have huge expectations because we already have a pretty good idea of what's happening this year and next year. I think like uh, uh, the most likely thing is going to be a wind down year for the Switch leading into whatever the uh, successor system is, because there are again more rumors going around about that successor system, there's, which we'll get to. There's always rumors. There's always rumors about the successor system. Always. Well, I, and I think, uh, to, to me, the thing that's different this time around is that the the rumors aren't about like some sort of half-step system. It's actually, like, people have come to their senses and realized that there's no Switch Pro. There's never going to be a Switch Pro. There never was going to be a Switch Pro. And it's just always going to have been the next hardware iteration. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so I, and I think a lot of the rumors right now are a bit pie in the sky. So one of them that made the rounds most recently was that uh, the Switch 2 hardware would be like using some sort of like sorcery or trickery or actually have like the raw horsepower to do PS5 level graphical fidelity. Mm, that would be interesting. I think it's very optimistic. Yeah. That's. I mean, I'm playing Baldur's Gate three right now, and yeah, that's a pretty game. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, it's 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 nuts, and I yeah. have spent tons of hours and gone nowhere in the game. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> well, I, I, I are we still doing news and rumors, or are we, or are, you, or are we moving we on to games? Yeah, that's fair. Um, so it's it's a. It's a D&D game, yeah. and so they give you access to make your character your main character, because um, you pick up NPCs along the way to flush out your party. Um, there's an there's an NPC for almost every class. There's a few classes that don't have an NPC in the game, so you just won't get are they like AI controlled? No, you control them in combat, but they still have their own kind of, you know, like a Dragon Age kind of game. They're there, but you control them in combat and stuff like that, mm. or you know, anything like that. Um, but you still make your main character, and that's your main, your 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 thief of your Octopath game. That that one mm-hmm. doesn't change. Um, and I can't decide what to pick, and I'm having a hard time. So I keep starting over and over and over again, trying out mm. different classes and seeing which one I want to do. Although I've played D and D for years, I know D and D five E. I know what all these classes do, but still, I haven't like found that character. I'm like, I want to do this for a hundred and some hours. Like it's. Mm. <laughs> And, yes, um, it's the the old school Fire Emblem method. You get halfway, realize like, okay, I would rather recruit this other character and have them as a main party member. So you just start over. Yeah, it's it's really it's been really annoying. I've probably started over about seven times now. It's getting really bad. I just can't decide. Because can you at least like speed through cutscenes and dialogues? Yeah, yeah, I can skip through this cutscenes and the dialogues. I know what what's the story beat here and there. Um, I'm getting sick of washing up on that beach. <laughs> like, I'm pretty... Uh, and then I... Um, now I've also, like, discovered that this one fight um, that you do early in the game, if you're able to kill this really tough enemy, he drops a really good weapon. And so I'm like, now I gotta kill this guy every time. I failed? Start over. Let's do this again. <laughs> Let's load the previous save. Let's try again, because he's really hard to kill. Because um, you're level one, and he's not. Um... 
So, I mean, I'm just I'm having a problem. I'm just starting over and over and over again. But the game itself, um, one, does look really, really nice. And it runs well on the PS5. That's what I got it on. Um, I think you probably want to play this on PC with mouse and keyboard. I think it's just going to be a little easier to manage all the different things you can do and everything. Because on the PS5, you get an action wheel. So you just pop up an action wheel and select through it. And you just toggle through different wheels. Um and the the other problem with that is it, it just kind of just drops things as you get them like different spells and stuff and so it tends to get cluttered and unorganized so you have to sit there for a while and reorganize your action wheels which in the beginning isn't a big deal i only have like five spells so it's just move them over here it's not a big deal um, but i can see where that can get a little but still it, it works fine um but it it holds very is dnd it, it, it's a D&D game. You got your turns, you get your action, your bonus actions. There's some differences in it because it is a video game. Um, so, like, for instance, having a particular type of weapon equipped will give you access to two other... to, like, an ability or two that, like, um, like hamstring hit or an attack that can cause bleed. And you can do those per once per short rest. So it adds a little bit more to so your typical sword and board or big sword wheeling guy actually has an ability to do in between things if you're not taking them in that particular kind of way um and there there's there's just so much going on it's absolutely nuts um leveling i'm leveling pretty so far i've gotten to level three um and that's the highest level you've achieved in your seven runs yeah in my seven <laughs> runs as the highest level achieved is level three because uh, I keep just starting over, but it it does slow down significantly the level progression. Because typical D and D, um, your classes are gonna max out level twenty. In this game, it's only twelve, so there is a much lower level cap to it. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll expand it in DLC. Who knows? Um, but which is fine. There's just there's so much going on with your characters. The other like yeah, I mean, things that, I know a lot. Leave oh, a lot of that does leave a lot of. Uh... Uh, potential for growth there. Like, mm. hey, you're going to cap it at level 12, and that way, if they do decide to drop some sort of expansion, they're like, okay, well, it's it's a hefty expansion, so by now we can expand it out another 8 levels, and I can get to level 20. They can keep on growing, so you don't have that like enormous uh, power sprint yep. to like, okay, now we've got to like, power level somebody to get to the level that we're at. There's no power leveling in this. It, it, it slows down significantly. Like, I, I know people who have sat at one level for hours. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it hits a it hits a wall and it just slows down significantly. But there's a lot to do and there's a lot of depth to it. Just every single, every single NPC you talk to has different options about how you could take different things and leads into scenarios going in different ways. Um, and you really got to explore around and look at the map and everything. It's it's very it's awesome and it it makes me sad that I never played the older ones. Uh, but the older ones were using an old system that I don't know about. Um, I think Baller Gates one used like like two point five or something. I don't know what that one was using. Um, that's just what I heard. Could be wrong. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, there it's it's so good, and I'm having that. I don't want to play it, so I want to play this problem over and over and over again, which is a problem for me. <laughs> it's mm. just not good, man. I just want I mean, to get going to the game. Are, it's only a problem if there's no games to play. <laughs> oh, this, this is going to be the game for a while. Like, just This is going to take a very long time, and there's multiplayer. So, if uh, Is it cross-play I, multiplayer? 
I don't know. If it is, then I have a few friends that I need to play with, but it does pop up like where you'll join their game and you're in their point of the story and you'll go do their stuff and so on and so forth. So there is a multiplayer thing so you can get your whole group together and play like a D&D except you're playing it on the computer and or the PS5 and going uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. It, it's yeah, really nice music. It, it's it's good. It, it's really good. Did did you see the um the 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 multiplayer thing for Super Mario Wonder? So I it, it has like it has the couch co-op, of course, like you would of expect course. from a, a Super Mario Brothers side-scrolling game. Uh, but then it has online co-op. But rather than like, uh, you, you're playing like simultaneously online with other people, but you're kind of playing with their their ghost data so you, you don't like bump into them um you don't grab their collectibles uh when you finish the level or when they finish the level it doesn't complete the level for everybody and the more i think about it the more i think the more i think like this is such a smart way of handling a platforming uh side scrolling game uh, online multiplier especially if you're playing with strangers because if you jump into a game and just playing with strangers you could have someone who's like extremely good running around just doing everything for you and you're not engaging with the game or it could be the inverse of that where you could be going around just like being dragged down by everybody else um and there's like really minimal interaction so if somebody like dies gets hit by an enemy and and dies in mario wonder they're they're like soul will start floating up to hell <laughs> and you can grab it and shove it back down into their bodies and they can keep playing. But otherwise, like, you can see each other run around. You can, like, like drop, like, little messages or little hints. They do it that other... way instead of, like, the bubble like they did years ago on the no, Wii no one? Bubble, they, there's there's a, a soul with a halo. Oh, my God. Which is delightful. This is oh. great. Oh. But, yeah, I, I think it's... um. When you have a, a fast-paced game like that, and you know you you want to be able to to play it, it's not like in a, a side-scrolling platform where you're going to want to be like strategizing with other people. You actually want to do the level yourself. But this way, you kind of like get this sense of community, like you are helping each other minimally, and you can like point out secrets to each other. But then you still have to do the thing yourself. So I think it's a, a really smart way of handling it, sort of multiplayer. Uh, whereas like in an RPG like Baldur's Gate, you know there there's you know, you're going to want to strategize and actually help each other do the same thing and all pull toward one goal. Um, but yeah, a Baldur's Gate, potentially on the Switch 2 if it has the power of a PS5. That's, that would be interesting. You know, <laughs> really? Like, like I said, very optimistic. Now, I think um, for, for a Switch 2, uh, what, what I would Switch. expect... Super Switch. Yeah, su- Super Switch. For a Super yep. Switch. Um, what I would expect, and I don't... Um, I, I try to keep my expectations low. I would kind of expect the level of like a PS4 uh, yeah. graphical fidelity. And, you know, that's like, uh, I think, a, a really happy medium in between like where uh, competing consoles are right now and where the Switch is. Because there are, like, I, I was going through, like, thinking about, okay, I, I do one day want to get a PS5. What games would I want to play? And I'm looking at like the list of, of PS5 games. Like, okay, I'd want to play that one. I want to play that one. And all of them are already on PS4. So I'm thinking, okay, before I get a PS5, I'll just get these games on PS4 and let the PS5 library build out a little bit. Yeah. So uh, They do you, have you, some you, exclusives, and some of them mm-hmm. are pretty good. Like Final um, Fantasy 16. 
Although that might be not be good based on what you're saying about it. We'll get into that. <laughs> what, what's the biggest problem? What's like the biggest glaring issue you have? Let's I get side. Let's I get sidetracked on that. I, I have a lot to say on sixteen. So okay. go on. Complete your thought. Complete your thought. But like a, a game like the Final Fantasy VII remake on a on a on a Super Switch, you can play that portably. Or games like the the Resident Evil uh, two three four remakes, like the PS four versions uh, running on a, a Super Switch. And you know, as I'm thinking about like PS or like Baldur's Gate, no, not Baldur's Gate. God damn it, the other one, Elden Ring, um, yep. running on a, a Super Switch. And the like, the more I thought about what games that I would want from like the PS four library moved over to Super Switch, the more I thought like, oh, the first ones on my list are remakes of PS one games. <laughs> But you know, um, there there are other like PS4 games I'd like to get to at some point. Like there's the new Star Ocean game and Valkyrie Elysium, like like little uh, smaller scale, I should say, RPGs compared to something like a Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 15 running on Switch too. It could probably do it. Have you played that yet? No, I don't huh. even own Final Fantasy 15 yet. Oh, I got it here somewhere. I'll throw it at you. Okay, I mean, I have your copy of the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Yeah, I mean, but, you you're know, done with that if, though. If they. <laughs> If they make a uh, a successor system, a Switch 2, that maybe does a little bit more than a PS4, maybe a PS4 Pro, then I mean, maybe uh, Square Enix would be willing to kind of downscale the next part of the Final Fantasy VII Remake to get it running on a Switch 2. Hmm. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. There's some other rumors about this Nintendo Direct and about uh, Switch 2. Um, Super one of Switch, them is, get it right. Uh, sorry, sorry, Super Switch. Uh... One of the rumors, uh, Wes, gospel or gossip? Oh uh, boy! At the at the Nintendo Direct, that may or may not happen. They will show uh, F Zero for Switch at the Direct. Th- this is like a gospel within a gospel. This is a gospelception. Like wait, wait, right? <laughs> right. Rumors within rumors here. No, no, no uh, F Zero. They're some... not doing anything with F Zero. They're done. I I tend to agree. I would not expect an F Zero. Um, the, the reason I bring it up is because uh, some news and gossip organizations have picked it up, uh, online publications, because there's uh, someone who's alleged to be a well-known leaker who's got some things right in the past. I don't, I don't expect F-Zero. I think this is gossip. Um, F-Zero is one of those games where everybody's like, we want to do F-Zero. I, I doubt it will sell well. I don't. I doubt people actually will care. They're just going to stick with their Mario Karts and leave it at that. Like, I... I I think you're right, and I think in like the the grand scheme, like when they're doing the calculation, just like the napkin calculations about like do we do an F zero or do we just let people buy millions of copies of Mario Kart? They could they if they made an F zero, I think I like you said, I don't think it does gangbusters. I think in a really like good scenario for them, they do a million, million and a half yeah. units. Not as much as something like a Fire Emblem or a Xenoblade, but respectable. Sort of like a B minus. Like this, this was yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but they're selling like seven, eight million copies of Mario Kart Eight a year. Yeah. So you're you're doing a fraction of that to make another racing game. I don't know. Like maybe they do it just like as a a passion project. Or as a sort of like uh, to placate fans or something, but I don't think that like doing an F Zero game is a um, profitable a, thing. I mean, they're they're gonna make some money on it. I just don't think it's gonna be anything. No, it's it's not going to to move the needle as much as a lot of other franchises do it. 
I don't think it's impossible, but I don't think it's happening. No, I don't think so. Um, how about Donkey Kong? I would like to see a Donkey Kong. Because mm. mm-hmm. we haven't seen one since the Wii U. Right, Tropical um, Freeze, which, which did how, make it to Switch. Do we know how well it did on the Switch? Uh, I think it did um, three, four million. I think is uh, that's respectable. Kind of the range, kind of yeah, maybe a little bit more than like the Fire Emblem Xenoblade sort of range. They're just gonna port Tropical Freeze again. That's just <laughs> <laughs> just resell it again. They're just gonna port it again to the Super Switch. <laughs> Up-res it. Oh, well, yeah, for sure, for sure. That that'll definitely happen. I don't know. I mean, I think that. Uh, if there is a Donkey Kong, it's probably not till next year. So I don't know if that's something they would show at this direct because they have Mario coming out, and I Mario's mean, like going to be when they do these September directs and everything like that. Is it are they hitting exclusively like this holiday seasons, or are they announcing stuff for next year and stuff? When they announce stuff for the next year, it's stuff that's usually uh, out before like March, April. So yeah. really early stuff. Um, which, you know, I, I could see, like, a Donkey Kong being, like, the March game. Because I think, like, this year's March game was Kirby. Uh, mm-hmm. A Kirby Return to Dreamland port. Um, or HD remaster, I suppose. But, yeah, like, I, I think it's it's possible. And, like, of the, the rumored games, this is probably the one I would want to see the most. But, yeah, I'm, with, with Mario Wonder coming out... If it does happen, I'll think it's happening this year. I wouldn't be... I mean, Super Switch next holidays, that seems reasonable, too. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the prevailing wisdom, yeah. is that like hey, the successor system is out next holiday season. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. I think it'd be smart. I think it'd be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the last sort of rumor going around about this alleged Nintendo Direct that may or may not happen is that the new Princess Peach game that they announced back in June will be debut. Well, I guess making like a, a more uh, a formal debut rather than just like a few short little videos. And it will be called Princess Peach Showtime. Gospel or gossip? That, that sounds like uh, I don't know. Something about that name bugs me. No. Yes, yeah, it sounds like she's up there um, entertaining people. Hmm. It's showtime. Hmm. Just you know, like some sort of like a vaudevillian production. Sure. Or or Mushroom Kingdom burlesque show. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I'd play that game. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just just a bunch of toads doing a high kick. Honestly, I didn't know there was a Princess Peach game. <laughs> well, we talked about this. It was part of like their their not E three presentation. John, I don't listen to the podcast even when we're recording. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> On there playing Skyrim for the millionth. I got, time. I got, I got Tetris going over here on another screen or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll probably uh, go with gossip for this one as well. I think that we don't see this game until like next year. They usually do like a January, February direct that talks about more stuff for like the coming year. So I don't think we see it till then. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows if there? We, we might not see any of this stuff because there might not be a direct. A meteor may come and crush the Earth, and there'll be that. Right, I mean, there, who there, knows? Yeah. There's a lot of like shit flying up in and space. We'll, we'll we just know. we'll just float up to hell. I mean, that's just the way it yeah. goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that's that's all we got for gospel or gossip. There was like one other little bit of like news 
And I guess this is sort of a, a, a non-news thing because it's, the news is that there's no plans for Tears of the Kingdom DLC. Um, kind of the, the direct quotes was uh, like they don't have plans for DLC. And the reason that they gave was because they've, quote, done everything we can to create fun, unquote, for this game. Okay, I was about to say, we're out of fun. This is it. No more fun. Yeah, there, there's, yeah, no we more fun. used it all up. We put think, it into tears. If you think you're going to have fun with Mario Wonder, you will not. We've done nope. everything we can. We're out this of is going to be an ex- Mario Wonder will be an exercise in misery. The, the field of funds lay barren. It has not been a bountiful harvest. We had to put all of our funds into this one game. <laughs> um, but I actually, like, uh, I was expecting... Uh, some DLC for this game because it's something that they do in a lot of their major games with some notable exceptions like Mario Odyssey. They didn't mm-hmm. do much in the way of expanded content for that one. Uh, and, you know, it, it would have been nice to get some expanded content if only so you can fill out all of your rows of hearts. It irks me to no end that you cannot fully fill those out with, like, the non-yellow hearts. Come on. They just could have thrown some more complete. islands in the sky. There's still so much space in the sky. Yeah, it's true. They could have like dropped a, a new sky island in there, and yeah. but I would think that um, it, it's it's kind of admirable that like like no, we've we're, we're not going to try to shoehorn more content in here for the sake of it. We made a complete game. We charged you seventy bucks for it. It's done. I so, yeah. I mean yeah. Go go buy it. I that's I forgot that that's how games are supposed to be, <laughs> right? Like, like, no, no, you you have everything already. This is the that's way just, God intended it. <laughs> you don't have to give us more money. Um, and, and you know, something they could have done, which have been like really uh, cynical and exploitative, is they could have taken like the Thunderhead out of the main game and just dropped it in as DLC later. Like, hey, this big Thunderhead appeared after you finish like the main storyline. Go find out what that's all about. Thunderhead? Um, you know, the the big lightning cloud above Faron. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could, Which, so you're saying well, they could have made it bigger in order to expand well, that they, for... They could, have, they could have just taken it out. They could have said, okay, no, the Thunderhead is something that appears... I mean, after and there's like your extra sky island it appears after you complete the main game and you give us 20 bucks for it i mean i don't think there's enough content there for a dlc Mm. there really isn't much on that little island well i mean there is also the stuff like it would be like the everything associated with that thunderhead quest yeah have you done that yet which i i haven't started yet however i was exploring around earlier today in the um in the jungle uh below the thunderhead and I wanted to get up onto a cliff, but it was raining. So I was like, okay, I can't climb. So I found one of those meteor pieces that fell onto the ground. I was like, oh, I'll just ride this up for a little bit and get up to the cliff that I want to be on. So you know, I did the rewind time and I started riding it up. And as I'm riding it up, um, I, I get uh, to like near, near like the edge of the sky and my... Uh, sensor starts going off like there's a shrine nearby i was like wait what the fuck and i like i jumped off and i started like diving down to like the actual cliff i wanted to be on and the sensor started saying like no it's above you and i was like oh shit so you know i run around the cliff that i wanted to be on there were some like those those gooey hands on there's like to hell with you i'm leaving um yeah and i got back on the thing 
that I wrote up in the first place, and I wrote it back up, and it dropped me on that Dragon's Head Island where there's a shrine. Yep. So I did the shrine, and I tried to poke around for a little bit, but it was like really stormy up there, so the, the visibility is real low. Mm-hmm. So there was a point where like I just fell off. So I'm going to go back up there and poke around a little bit and try to figure out what it's all about. But I don't know. I, don't I know mean, if you cleared all the shrines. You can start the quest line. No, all the shrines, all the temples, the four. You can start the quest mm-hmm. line. Oh, yeah? Okay. Okay. Uh, I did clear all of, like the the four main quest lines. I did um, I did all the Zelda sightings. I mentioned I already did all the Dragon's Tears. Mm-hmm. At this one, I'm kind of like poking around, looking at uh, side quests, seeing which one of those I can wrap up. And I'm also there's also a few other places on the map that uh, I have stamped to look around. So find you know finding some Koroks. I'm close to 500. Um, and what was the other thing? Oh, 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 I started upgrading the Fierce Deity armor because yep. I got all three of those. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, for for the third step in the upgrade, you need Dragon Fangs. Yep. And I had no idea you could harvest Dragon Fangs. So like, okay, well now I gotta go and try to shoot these things in the mouth. <laughs> and I got, oh, I got to a Fang of the Light Dragon, which, you know, you can't... You, I don't think you need for any of the fierce deity. Updates. No, it's the other three. Yeah. 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 So I'm trying to track their movements and when they're going to be in what areas to get some teeth. What do you need for the fourth upgrade? Is the horn? I have no idea. Hmm. To be honest. Uh, what is it? The, the, the scale, claw, teeth, horn. Yeah, it's probably the horn. And then there's, like the, and then there's the, the shards on their back that are super easy to harvest, so I doubt it's any of those. Yeah, it's not any of that. So it's probably, yeah, it's probably the horn. Or maybe the fangs the last and the... Or is the same fang right now? Wait, what? Fang may be last. Oh, maybe. Because the horn is a lot easier to get to. I'll play more tomorrow. Because yeah. I'm getting back into that game because I'm nearly done with Sea of Stars. Okay. I'll probably finish that up tomorrow. And Actually, I did a um, a solo show last week just kind of break down Sea of Stars a little bit. And on that show, I, I, I said, I don't think the battles are poorly designed. And I've kind of turned around on that. I think the battles are kind of poorly designed. Mm. Not in the way that like it's it's a broken mess, but it's like they had a bunch of ideas and they never really congeal to be like one harmonious thing. Um, I think like the battles are definitely the weakest part about the game. I think the, the, the world exploration moving around, they, they make... Doing dungeons, just kind of like your your zones before dungeons, and make those really fun. Like I like puzzles to solve and things like that that are all really great. And I got to a point where like, when I see a battle coming, it's like great. Now I got to deal with this shit again, because it's never uh, it never moves fluidly. It's always like okay, now this guy is casting this spell, and you need to use these particular. Uh, types of attacks in order to interrupt them and either you don't have enough turns to do it or uh, it, it's like, hey, hit it with a sword four times. So, okay, you're giving me one turn to hit it with a sword four times and I can do maximum of three. So, I, I think they should have like um, done some more play testing to actually set up these battles to where they're a bit more scripted because it seems a bit randomized when they're going to do what types of attacks that have like a a cooldown or a cast time Mm. and give you actual time to 
use the skills that you need or the combos that you need in, to, to break them so you can come through these things quicker. Um, I also think that they, they made a mistake in not restoring your mana after every fight. You can set it up to where it restores your HP after every fight. Um, but because they don't restore your mana, you're constantly thinking about, okay, well, I might need to hang on to some of this for the next fight. Otherwise, you got to like use up all your consumable items to restore it, and then you're running back to a campfire so you can like craft more consumable items to restore more of your HP and your mana. It just would have moved so much smoother. If like, oh, no, here's the battle. Here's the sort of things that they're going to cast in this order. So you can always figure out the way, okay, this character, this character, this character, I'm going to use these skills and this combo and, combo and build up to this thing to move through this effectively and efficiently. Um, but it, it's just way too improvisational. Mm. So you, you're it causes you to not engage with everything you engage with. Either, either you're always trying to hang on to all of your mana, or you're not using enough of your skills in order to actually build up combos. Um, now it could have it could have used more time to actually think about what what is it that's fun about being in battles in this game. Because I think they have the ingredients for it to be fun. It just not, uh, it's not it's not smooth enough for it to be like a, a really big highlight of the game. But that said, I'm having a really great time with the rest of it. So I, I recommend, I think it's a game that's worth a shot, but you know, you just kind of don't expect to have like these like Final Fantasy X or Xenoblade II style battles or you're like master and in control of everything that's happening in them. I've been wanting to play an RPG again for a while, like a traditional turn-taking RPG. And yeah. you played this game a while ago, and it was on sale, and I grabbed it. Um, I haven't turned it on yet, so I know nothing about it still. But I grabbed Chris Tales. Oh, sure. I remember that one. And I can't remember if you were too positive on it or not. I, I think you were like, uh, it, was, it was a little bit too much of a mess, because you're, you're fighting in like two different timelines at once, and different things you do are affecting different timelines in different ways. Um, I don't think you were too positive on it, but the game like artistically looks great. Yeah, it's um, a really nice looking game. Always been intrigued about this game. I was on sale, so I snagged it. Um, I just yeah. haven't gotten around to it, especially since Baldur's Gate just came out. I played the demo for that one, and it might not have just demoed well because oh, okay. the battle. Because, like you were saying, the most intriguing thing is like if you're flipping back and forth between uh, time. Um, things that you do affect the other, so. I think, like in the demo at least, it was an underutilized feature. It was just kind of like uh, uh, get the enemy wet and then flip to the future, and the the armor is all rusted, so it takes more damage. Um, but it was only like one or two fights where it was actually useful. I think, like uh, maybe as the game moves along, it becomes more of a, a thing that's integral to battle. So, okay, I, I thought know, you I had played it. Uh, oh, okay. No, I, I never flicked fully played it. Played it. Hmm. I think something else came out around the same time that. I went with instead. Well, hopefully I can get to that one soon, but it's going to be a bit. Yeah. We had some games that were added to the Nintendo Switch online service. Ooh. Got uh, Kirby Star Stacker for the Super Nintendo. Okay. It's a Kirby Falling Block puzzle game. Joy Mech Fight for the NES. Downtown Niketsu. Who's, who's, who's Big Fight and why am I joining him? Joy Mech. Fight. Oh, Joy Mech Fight. Oh. Yeah. I have no idea what this game is. Um, 
And if that sounds inscrutable, the other game for the NES that was added is Downtown Niketsu March Super Awesome Field Day. <laughs> Which is a mouthful. It, it's like it's like a five year old named it. And he's like, yeah, this, maybe. This, this, this is my story I wrote. It's, it's, some programmer brought the game home and is like, oh, let's let my kid do some playtesting. Come on, little and Jimmy. Like, what do you think this game should be named? <laughs> Super Awesome Field Day. It's like, all right, we're going to need some more words, but that's a good start, Jimmy. <laughs> mm. And then uh, Quest for Camelot for the Game Boy. Okay. Which kind of looked like a a Zelda-esque adventure game. Probably like the most interesting one to me on the list, but you know, nothing nothing super high profile. There they are. You can play them if you have the online subscription. So I've stopped playing Final Fantasy 16. Okay, you quit? Yeah. Um, one, because of Baldur's Gate. Okay, so if Baldur's Gate wasn't out, you'd still be playing it? Or yeah. like you quit, quit? So, so, no, 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 no. I quit because of Baldur's Gate, but okay. Final Fantasy 16 is a entertaining fun bad game go on it's not good it, it, it's it's not but it's fun it's less like an actual final fantasy game especially in the way that it has gone over the years <laughs> like final fantasy 15 is still kind of like a hack and slash and there's some stuff you can do but at the end of the day you're really just darting around the field and just hitting people with your weapon. There's some magic that you can get involved, but you have to craft it, and so you have a limited amount uses of them. You have other teammates who are different, doing different things. You can unlock different combo attacks with them and stuff. Yeah. Final Fantasy uh, 16 even dumbs it down even more. It's less of a traditional Final Fantasy game, which is what they've gone away from years ago. Um, since Final Fantasy 15 really put the nail in the coffin of turn-taking combat. It's like, nope, we're not doing that anymore. Um, it's more like... Um, how did I compare this before? It was... Um, oh, I'm forgetting the other thing I was comparing it to. Crap. It, it's as... Oh, it's like a, um, a Detroit Become Human or Beyond Two Souls had a baby with um, a Devil May Cry and that was raised by a Final Fantasy, but it can never be Final Fantasy. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, in the context of people who know about video games, sure. <laughs> so, when it comes to the actual combat, it's fun. It's fine. It's it's more of a hack and slash. You have your... And it's extremely dumbed down. There's not much of the combat at all. You have your your one bun to dodge. We're we talking about like like uh, Dynasty Warriors kind of dumbed down. No, Dynasty Warriors just put my face on the controller and roll it around, and then <laughs> you murder ten thousand people. This is uh-huh. there are certain patterns and different things you can do to lead and different things to create different combos, kinda, but nothing really. Ugh, like the only combo there is, you have your basic attack, which is a four bun attack. There isn't any difference to it. You can't, like, hit square, pause, square, square, pause, square, and it's different than just square, 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 square. It's just square, 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 square. That's it. That, that's the only thing to your regular hack and slash. But you can change it by using your magic attack, which is literally just throw a fireball. And you can chain that in between melee attacks to do a little bit more damage. So you square triangle square triangle square triangle and you have to time it right to actually trigger it properly and that's it for the regular like straight combat um mm. 
there's abilities that you unlock as you progress through the game and you start with only um, two and it's like this little AOE thing or and like a knockup or something else and um, you get like a, a point so you can spend on like your different trees that you get kind of like trees it's more like just here's your abilities put points of which one you want to unlock next and it's just a little grid kind of thing none of them are connected um, like you don't have to unlock one thing to get to another it's just here's all the abilities what do you want and as you progress through the game you unlock other powers from the other the aeons the idolins the icons whatever they're calling the summons in this game you unlock other powers from them and that gives you two more abilities and so you're you toggling through the different powers as you're in combat so I can have three icons equipped at a time and by hitting L2 I toggle in between those three and each of those three have two abilities that I can set and that's all my abilities and they have their own cooldowns and do different things but other than just mashing the you're just mashing the abilities there's no real it's whatever you want to use nothing really flows into each other very well they all do their own different kind of thing it, it's and it's just hack and slash and that's all it is there's no real there's no interaction with your other party members they're just kind of doing their own thing you can if you want to you have a, this dog that's with you and you can set it up so you can give him commands in combat I don't I just let him go because the combat's so easy I don't need him to do anything you do whatever you want dog I don't care the, the story is very bland there's not much going on for it and by the time you get into like the big story beats the thing that kind of gets you hooked on it is it's big it's flashy they're big cinematic combats there's massive explosions everywhere giant craters that you create because the thing with this is each of the icons they call it the summons uh, Rama, Shiva, whatever are like someone's born and they are the person that holds that icon and if they die then somebody eventually will be reborn with that icon and they can turn into them and so like oh, the main character turns into a giant ifrit and he fights a giant titan and he's like bashing him through caves and fighting him on bottom of the surface and times like throwing rocks and stuff and he's jumping in between the different rocks but you're not doing anything there's no button commands it'll, it'll hit you like hit r1 to dodge this giant rock hit r1 watch the watch the video some more <laughs> does it like freeze is yeah it hit r1 or is it like a quick it's, time it's, event? it's a quick time event it's quick time mm. and then when it comes to the actual so combat take it all the way back to 2006 yeah and then when it gets to the actual combat you're just ifrit and you have a dodge an attack and your magic spell and <laughs> eventually you unlock an ability but that's it it's just a big flashy combat that has no depth to it <laughs> It mm. it's it's a very pretty movie. It's very it's fun, but there's no depth to it. Um, it has mm. like it. The funniest thing that I, the thing that I find the funniest is there's your stats. Like you, you have your strength and your vitality and HP and everything. But when you level up, it's not like you're distributing points or anything. You have no control over this. It's just you just get points, and so it makes it worthless. Like. Who cares if I know what my strength's at? It's going to be that no matter what I do. I just equip the sword that puts the number the highest. That's it. I mean, there, there's no depth to this game. I don't know. It, it's flashy. It, it's, it is kind of fun because you're just the, the, the actual combat. You're just 
dashing around and doing cool flashy shit and explosions and fires and th- there, there's nothing to it. It's just there, there's there's no meat on the bone. It's very well seasoned, it, but there's no meat there. It's how did it review? I don't know. I haven't looked up a reviews or anything like that. I'm looking for it right now. So it's right now Metacritic score of 87, user score of 81. So you know, pretty solid, pretty darn solid. I wonder, like by the way you're describing it, if this is going to be a game that um is uh pretty well received initially, but then like six months, a year down the road, people say exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, it was a game that had a lot of style, but there it was very shallow. Yeah. Um, There's nothing to it. I mean, the only real combat, the only real thing that you do in the combat is tie, uh, switching between your different icon abilities and doing stuff. Like, and there's, like, guard breaks that you do, but who cares? You just dodge, hit them with an ability, smack them around. I mean, that, 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 there, there's nothing there. there there's no depth. Um, so, Square Enix is on this uh, interesting trajectory, and they have been for oh, probably over a decade now, where their mainline series, like like a Final Fantasy, um, which has always been a very experimental series in the way that it you know did job systems and active time bars in the battle, or just strict turn taking battles, or the way that it managed your magic systems or upgrade systems like Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9 are all very different games and the way that you're using like the, the way the battles play out and the way that you're building stats and gaining levels and things like that uh, and then Final Fantasy 10 is also very different and after you go from Final Fantasy 10 to Final Fantasy 12 I'm excluding the MMOs in this particular example you do get more t- uh, oh, further away from what would be considered a traditional turn-taking setup in battles and more toward action games. And, you know, that progression continues in 13 and then 15, and from what you're describing, 16, leans really heavy more into the uh, action-based fights. And even, like, the Final Fantasy VII remake, which I think struck a really great balance between traditional sort of RPG turn-taking fights and action um, still wasn't it, it wasn't what uh, people like expected 10 years ago which was just Final Fantasy 7 the RPG with a new coat of paint they decided to do something very different with it which I think was to the game's benefit I really like that remake yeah I mean I, I played a bit of it I didn't beat it like you but yeah it, I saw what they were I understand what they were doing with it and it did work better that works better than 16 because you still have your mm. There still isn't like a whole lot of depth based on where I was to it. Um, like you had your spells and your couple of different abilities you're doing, um, but there was more to the combat with your different stances and things like that. You can play it different ways. This you just bash your face against them until they die. I mean that's it. I mean, eh. And then there's like uh, another side of Square Enix that is making those traditional turn-taking RPGs. The things like Octopath Traveler and Bravely Default and Dragon Quest is still very much a traditional form of itself. And there's a, a remake, allegedly, of Dragon Quest Three uh, at some point. Um, and they, they've they sort of like split between, okay, this is going to be like the more traditional RPG formula, and they still do things 
to try to make the turn-taking fights more engaging in games like Octopath Traveler and Bravely Default. Um, whereas it seems like in their mainline Final Fantasy games, it, it seems like they're like, okay, we can't like look forward. We can't try to progress this series forward if we're doing turn-taking fights. That's a thing of the past. And even the games that still use turn-taking uh, battles with these these intricate twists on them are still like very uh, uh, reverent of the past. It's like they're they're trying to remake a style um, from past generations. And for some reason, it it seems like they think that they can't do that with Final Fantasy. That Final Fantasy has to keep on moving forward, and the only way to do that is to get more action based. I think that's a mistake. I don't think that's necessarily the case that a turn taking or more traditional style RPGs um, aren't going to be part of the future of gaming. And you look at series like Xenoblade, uh, which has become like a Nintendo mainstay at this point, um, which still draws a lot of inspiration from turn-taking fights of older RPGs or from MMOs in the case of the first one. And they keep on finding ways to add layers or make more intricate fights in order to keep them interesting even though you are doing things like having a lot of auto attacks and cooldowns uh, and i think xenoblade 2 as we've mentioned many times on this podcast does a really amazing job of making it to where like you're you're essentially engaging in a turn-taking fight you know you can move your character around and there's a bunch of different button inputs you can like based on timing but really you, you don't have any direct control over when the character is doing like the audio auto attacks it kind of is is a turn-taking game that wears the mask of an action game mm-hmm. um and, it, and xenoblade 3 as well but in xenoblade 3 really great game it doesn't quite achieve the same sort of like interconnectedness of xenoblade 2 where everything that you're doing in battle is all building toward a common goal in xenoblade 3 there's like three different things uh, that you're doing, and it's just a matter of okay, which one builds up first, and I'll do that one, and then kind of start over and see if I can move toward the other one if I want to. Yeah, I really like to. I, I yeah, I, I love that game. That's so good. Yeah, they they could have done the same battle system in three, and it've been yeah, this is great, totally fine. Hmm. Um, but that that's a, that's a series where you know they're also wanting to shake things up and experiment and move forward, but they don't. It, it doesn't seem like they need to abandon the roots of turn-taking RPGs in there. It seems like Final Fantasy... They, they seem to have gotten very stubborn. Like, no, we we can't have what people remember from Final Fantasy from two and three generations ago. We can't have that in games that move forward because that, that will just keep us stuck in the past. I don't think that's, I don't think that's right. I think they're wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else about 16 that you need to vent about? Oh, there's there's tons going on with 16. I don't know if it's even worth bringing up. Like the the map is oh, there's land. A map? Yeah, there oh. it. The, the, mm, all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna vent a bit more. The one thing about this is gonna trigger you. Are you ready, John? I'm ready. There's a very good map. It's very in detail. You can see exactly where you're going to go. you got different elevations, but there's no mini-map. 
Huh. There's no mini map, so you're constantly hmm. togging between the two, and you're always yeah. like, "Where am I?" Like it, it's it's annoying to figure out because you you can't quite judge it right, and it's really annoying. Like I I just want a mini map. Hmm. Um, I don't see why I can't have that. Um, yeah, that's that's unfortunate because like it's annoying. It's annoying to have to open up, like press the button and kind of pause gameplay in order just to kind of get your bearings and know where you're going. I think Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, do it brilliantly. Where they don't really have like a a, a mini map in a Jerusalem. They have like the radar, and it gives you like a really small snapshot. But where it works really well is that you can set your markers, so you know you're at least moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also sick of just run-of-the-mill enemies that you run into. Um, having certain enemies in the game will have a guard meter, and you have to break it to half, and then you have to break it fully in order to do more damage and break their health hmm. bar down quicker. Um, I'm sick of the amount of enemies that have that, because it just makes the fights go so long. And I just want to wrap this up and move on. I'm tired of getting tied up on this one fight that's taking forever because I got to break this meter three times in order to get through it. It's very annoying. It, it's a it's a perfectly fine mechanic when you're in an actual fight fight or like a story part fight, but just run the mill enemies that you're just bumping into now have these meters that you gotta get through is really annoying and trying to speed things up. The side quests are very boring. It's always go to this spot and talk to this person, or go to the spot and grab this crap, or go kill this thing. And it, they're very boring. They're very blunt. Just obviously, that's how RPG side quests typically work. You go to the spot, you grab the thing, you take it back to them. But it's just so boring in this game. I, I don't even want to explore these areas. I just want to keep moving on with the main quest. Um, and it's not an interconnected map. It's all different points, and you're just traveling oh. to different. Yeah, it's one big continent, and there's different points that you go to, and it's kind of like here's this area, um, and that's it. It's kind of like this, just a really big arena, so to speak. Um, and then you oh. leave to go to another big area, but you can't just like, there's no way you can travel across the entire continent without going out to your map and just hopping into a different spot. Well, that's um, that's the thing they decided to get retro on. Yeah, and my it, goodness, it's not even a, it's not even an open world. My goodness. Yeah, it's it's not a full open world. It's some of these areas are really big, but uh, like a, like a Monster Hunter style. Like no, this is just the yeah. arena that you're in right now. Yeah, kind of like Monster Hunter. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good comparison to that. How strange! It, it's it's just it's not good. It's just not a good game, and I I don't. It was fun. I wanted to see where it was going. I wanted to see what the other abilities I unlocked. Like, I wanted to grab Odin and Bahamut's abilities and Shiva's, but I'm probably halfway through the game, and I'm just so bored of it. It's just not good. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I... Yeah. It was interesting what you were saying about, like, breaking enemy defenses, because that does sound like something that's straight out of Octopath Traveler. Um, and it works really well in that one. I think like maybe the reason it works well in like a, a turn-taking RPG, especially something like an Octopath Traveler, is you can just like uh, set up your party to deal with the enemies that are in that area, and then just like uh, burn a bunch of turns, go into like in in turn debt, and wipe enemies out very quickly once you like know what's going to be in the area and who's going to be the best. Um, members of your party for that area. It works for that because they they 
they plan the whole system around that. Well, not mm. around that, but they, they, they plan that as part of the big system to it. And even in the run-of-mill fights, yeah, you got to break through their guard, but then they're typically dead in a couple of swings in your typical kind of just yeah. random encounter. And for the bosses, yeah, once, once you that's... Once you break the guard, they're fucked. Yeah, and then for bosses, that's the whole point of it. That's strategy. It's depth. You're planning it out. You're figuring out the best way to do this. In a game like a Final Fantasy game, I'm literally just bashing, like I've said this earlier, I'm bashing my face against this guy for 20 minutes, just waiting for him to die because I'm breaking his guard three times. Mm. And it just, it takes forever. I'm just like, can can he die already? I want to move on to something else. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm, I was just looking up at uh, how long it takes, and it looks like the main critical path takes like 35 or 40 hours. And then if you want to be a completionist, you're looking at like 70 to 80 hours to yeah, do everything. Yeah, I mean, the side quests, you're not like bombarded with them. Like in between each story beat, there's simply like three, maybe five. And you see them clearly on the map um, about where to go and grab them and everything like that. And even uh, your main like little hub place that you go to you can even grab them there sometimes it it's i'm, I'm done talking about the game it's bad don't <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna lend it to you at some point and you <laughs> when i have a ps5 oh that's right it is a ps5 game i forgot yeah right now it's like i, I was uh like i was telling you like i was making up the like an amazon wish list like just kind of like okay what games would i be interested in playing in ps5 don't put this and on can it. i get I, 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 well and, and can I get it on PS4? And everything that I was looking at for PS5, like, no, I can get that on PS4, too. And this was the one game that was like, yeah, maybe I'm interested in that, that I can only get on PS5. Ugh, it's just... So, you know, like just like PS4, I'll just wait for the library to build up a little bit, and then get one then. I still got, like, um, a good uh, 10 to 15 PS4 games that I want to get through before I go and involve in another let, system. Let me know your list at some point. I probably got them. Like, I'll, I'll throw 15 at you. I got that somewhere well, around here. Um, well, so, it's funny that you mentioned this. Because, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you know what's on my list. But, like, um, I was trying to figure out uh, what games that I want to get to next year, because I had a list of PS5 games that I wanted to play this year, and I didn't get to all of them, nor will I, because of all of, like the super long RPGs that have been coming out this year, um, and last year. So, I decided that next year, and you know, d- depending on how things play out, because who knows what's going to happen when games come out, I think it'd be fun to like play through the Star Ocean series. I've only played little bits of Star Ocean here and there. Uh, I actually played most of the the first one, a remake of the first one on Switch. And then I played a little bit of the second one on PS1 and a tiny bit of Till the End of Time, which is the third one, way back on PS2. I, I bought that game on PS2, realized it was like a more action game. It wasn't strictly turn-taking like Final Fantasy X. I was like, to hell with this and trade it in. Um, but I, I want to see what this... Uh, series is really all about and games like uh, like the the first two will be available on Switch and I already have the first one the second one's coming out in November so and after that the the rest of the games will be able to get on PS4 including the newest one which came out on PS4 so if you have Star Ocean on PS4 sure I'll borrow that from you nope but other than that I was like okay I'll play through the Star Ocean series and then uh Maybe after that, move on to some of the other PS4. So like the final, like the the Resident Evil Four remake. I'd like to get mm-hmm. that one. 
Uh, yep. If you, if you got answer. it. Nope. Cause like the it looks it looks really good. Like the and the Resident Evil Two remake is tremendous, and the Resident Evil Three remake is really good as well. Um. But anyway, we, we won't get into the specifics about why the Resident Evil 3 remake isn't as good. It's not as replayable for game design reasons. But yeah, well, we'll see what happens. You know what um, what other series that I might be playing through uh, a couple of the original entries of is Suikoden next year. Because <laughs> the 1 and 2 remasters were coming out this year and they got delayed. They got delayed to TBA, possibly next year. I can't remember which Sweet Code in I played. It was a DS one that you lent me. Mm-hmm. I was trying called to remember. Pure Christ. And I think it was technically the fifth or the sixth one, but it wasn't numbered. Hmm. And, and that, that one was, cool was good. It, just, yeah. is it, I don't know if the other ones are like that one in the sense of, here's 500 possible party members. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's Yeah, that's kind of like the thing of the series, is you have dozens and dozens of possible party members uh, that you can go recruit, which is fun. But yeah, uh, Sweet Code in 1 and 2, uh, I think, are regarded as, are the most highly regarded in the series, uh, especially 2. Um, and I, I'm actually kind of happy that these games were delayed because I wouldn't have had time to get to them this year. So, yeah, kick, kick, punt, kick it down the road to next year, and maybe I'll get to them then. There were a couple of other games that were delayed into next year. Hang on a second. Nope, thought I was going to sneeze. We're all good. Uh, do you remember that game that Devolver Digital announced called The Plucky Squire? It was kind of like the Zelda-looking game, but then the character pops out of the book and is like running around like a, a, a toy room or a desk and kind of merges into the wall, sort of a link between world style. No. It was a really interesting-looking game. It was supposed to be out this year. got delayed till next year. Again, no big deal. There's so many games this year. And you remember that uh, that other Devolver Digital game, Pepper Grinder, where nope. it was like the, the 2D pixel art side-scroller and you had the drill and you drilled into the ground to like avoid enemies or run into shit with it. It was a really cool-looking uh, action game and that one got delayed to 2024 as well. Okay, I'll play it then. However, we did get a release date update for a third Devolver Digital game, Wizard with a Gun, which is a tremendous name. Uh, that one's out October 17th. Okay. So, um, yeah, that one's out next month. I'm going to keep an eye on it because... That could, one did look interesting. Yeah, it, it could be uh, the next game after Vampire Survivors that we, we do some co-op with. There's a lot going uh, on in that game. Holy crap. Are we going to talk Vampire about Vampire Survivors? We haven't discussed this yet on... Uh, we can, yeah, we can talk about Vampire Survivors whenever we're... Right now. This is when right we're talking now. about Vampire Survivors. Right now. All right. We're, 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 we're doing it right now. So, what are your you, thoughts? You, you sent me a text. These are my thoughts. You sent me a text the other day after you left here. We you, you came over and we played some Vampire Survivors for like an hour and a half or so. And you left. And then like that night around midnight, you sent me a text that you fell asleep playing a round of Vampire Survivors and won. <laughs> It was near the end. I only had like a couple minutes left, and so like I had this the crap all decked down and everything, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I, I fell asleep. I woke up, and everything was gone. <laughs> everything was good. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's the best though. Like when <laughs> you still have another seven or eight minutes to go, and they're just like giving you like money and food as your choices to upgrade. Because yeah, you, you know that you're set at that point. So Vampire Survivor's been out for a while now, not on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a PC game that's been out for, I don't know, I want to say like a year or something like that. 
I do. It was in beta for a long time too. Yeah, and uh, like I even brought up a couple of friends who were like, "Yeah, we beat that while well, ages ago." I'm like, "All right, well, <laughs> screw you." <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're but, still having fun, so fuck you. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's I, I haven't played it, but and a little bit, but uh, yeah, there's a, actually a lot going on with that game. With the more that you unlock and hunting down different side characters and the levels and everything like that, it, there's a surprising amount of depth in this very simplistic game, where mm-hmm. you don't actually do anything. You just walk around and. Yep buy abilities and upgrades and stuff to murder things passively. Yeah, super hectic walking simulator. Like it's and based on what you grab you play it different ways. And that mm-hmm. I find that very entertaining. Like when I'm when I grab garlic, I'm going for like a, a garlic heavy focus and um it's just you gotta kinda walk in circles and just kind of barely touch them on the sides and Mm -hmm. just stay just barely out of their reach and just circle around them over and over and over again until they're just ground into nothing um and if you're playing like other kind of uh like the knives yeah you're literally just aiming it based on where you're facing and everything and i'm not good at the knives you really enjoy the knives i don't like them yeah i really like the the knives especially like above all the projectile weapons because it is just like no whatever direction you're walking you're going to have a steady stream of damage going that way mm-hmm. um and it uh I, but, but like the name of the game is having your aoe yep setups your defensive all, setups all aoe with probably one maybe two ranged mm-hmm. so if, you can if you're soften doing, them up before they get there yeah if, if you're doing like knives and the wand and the whip and the cross and you're you're fucked you've already yep. lost you you mm-hmm. need to have a defensive setup because they're just by like minute 25 they're just going to overwhelm the screen with uh pixels just with with enemy pixels um to our, like your your projectiles will not be able to pump out enough damage fast enough to get them all, and it's got like the the zombie horde mentality in a zombie movie. There's just too many; you won't be able to take them all out. I'm finding that I'm doing the same thing every single run. I'm doing mm-hmm. the same same build. Um, of the all the characters, I really like the panda bear the most because I like that cherry blossom thing that it does, mm-hmm. where he just throws that bouncing thing that just then it explodes for no reason. Um, but I grab him and then just start stacking your AOEs. You you get your garlic, and you get the the good book. It's the only book you need. Yep. <laughs> and then you get um your axes, oddly enough, because the axes are crap until you get them fully upgraded. And then they they just work wonders with the others. Yeah, um, that's one that is is really transformative by the time you get to the end because and a lot of like the weapons are very evocative of Castlevania. They kind of behave the same way. You got the holy water that kind of scatters on the ground. And the cross is another uh, Castlevania weapon that um, kind of boomerangs back to you. And the whip is, of course, directly out of Castlevania. When you upgrade the whip, it becomes uh, Bloody Tears, which is a Castlevania song. Um, so there's a lot of homages to that series within the game. But like the, the axe in Castlevania is always one that like hooks up, and it's good for hitting things above you. And it does the same thing in Vampire Survivors, but you're playing on a flat 2D plane. So it's only going to be able to damage things that are above you on the map and kind of hook down. So it's not doing super reliable damage until, like you're saying, you get it fully upgraded, and then it just spins sickles around you. 
yeah, it just shoots them out for me. I'll just it it, it just gets nutty. Um, mm-hmm. So I really like the axe when I get that fully upgrade. But before that, it's just a burden on me. Yeah, that's um, one where I'm like, okay, I gotta put up with this thing until it's it's I can work out the full upgrade. The other one that I like is that that one that the the clear kind of guy starts with that white um, little diamond thing. Oh, like the tracer kind of thing. Yeah, the tracer thing that just shoots out and just mows mm-hmm. through people. Mm-hmm. I really like getting that as just a secondary damage. So you yeah. get your garlic, your good book, your axes, and then your tracer, and just watch it just mow through people. Because um, then tracer upgrades through the armor, I believe. So you're getting defense so. doing that. Um, and then I forget what the, all the other ones upgrade with. The good book upgrades with the AOE with the, the, with, the, with the cooldown, yeah, the spellbinder, the cooldown, and then your garlic upgrades with the the health regen. Mm-hmm. Which you know, it's there's also, I, I think we've mentioned this uh, on a previous show, but there each weapon has a corresponding like passive upgrade that you can get that you need to get in order to upgrade it fully to to its like final step, um, and like even though they sort of like correspond to each other there are still things that have a lot of synergy like I think the candelabra reduces cooldown time or something so candelabra a- boosts AoE okay so that that's a good one to have even yes. like and I know I know you don't like the, the holy water but it's a good yeah. one to have especially when you've maxed out the holy water because you're just scattering that stuff all over the place my, my favorite setup is knives of course with garlic good book holy water and axes and then like if you can squeeze a sixth one in there which i've been able to do a couple of times you get the the pentagram which oh when, when you fo- wipes everything yeah when it, it wipes everything it's not a cooldown it just wipes out everything and the more you upgrade it the more chance you have to uh just have it like uh leave all the exp behind and then when it's fully upgraded it's one of the best abilities in the game because it wipes everything and leaves extra exp yeah yeah that one that one is yeah that one's really good too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's good the, the little side characters are kind of fun i always like the characters that have unique um weapons that i haven't really unlocked yet like the bone guy it's he's not great but he's fun what does um, that bone end up doing i haven't been able to upgrade it i can't figure out how to upgrade it hmm. um but it just by later on, you're just chucking bones everywhere that are bouncing around. Okay. So you just, you're never by that point in the game and you have all your other stuff stacking, you're not even going to notice the bones. You'll <laughs> just see very faint little tiny bones just flying around. You're like, oh, that's weird. Um, yeah. The, the panda seems really cool. Yeah, I like the panda. Because the, the those cherry bombs seemed really fun. Uh, I didn't like the girl who had the cat because I could never really tell what the cat was doing. I was depending entirely on all the other things that I was getting. Yeah. Um, even when I got the cat upgrade, I was like, okay, at this point, you don't seem like you're making a difference. We're still trying to rely on all the area of effect stuff. Who who else did we uh, try? Oh, we t- the 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 dog that left the flowers behind. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't. I couldn't really figure out. I think he just kind of left it behind him. Like he just kind of farted out flowers. I don't know. As I don't even know what they were doing. I, yeah. I I don't know what he was doing. It was. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah. Anything else about Vampire Survivors that we need to address? It's a fun little hectic game. It's easy yeah. to kind of just lose a couple of hours in it. it like, super just one more run. One more run. They're 30-minute runs. <laughs> so I'm well, like, when, when you do... I think it's like maybe after you beat them or when you get to a certain point in the game, you can speed up the clock, which of course okay. speeds up everything in the level. But you know, once you know what you're doing, that's not that big a deal. Hmm. Um, and, oh, have you gotten any of the tarot cards? No. So I've only gotten two of them. There seems to be like a whole stack of them that you can get in the game. But when you get one, they drop in like a purple treasure chest. And I don't know if it's enemy specific or it's just a dice roll. But it will do things like buff up the amount of HP that you drain from all HP draining weapons. So the garlic, the whip, anything that will rip away HP from enemies that you're killing, it will take away even more from them. Um, which is really nice. And there's another one that like powers up projectiles and just all of your projectiles. So that's one that I really like as well. But I haven't really encountered any more other than those two. Um, any other games that you want to talk about? No, I'm, I'm just playing Baldur's Gate now. Like, I'm not even... That, that, that's just one I'm playing. I would like to get focus. past level 3. I would like to actually <laughs> progress in the game. I just can't find that character. I'm like, I want to do that one. Um, But it, it, it looks like with the way of the game, I'm going to end up picking a character... Um, to flush out my party. So I'll end up picking which NPCs I want to run with and then picking out a character to flush out a balance with that team. Mm -hmm. So I think that's mm -hmm. going to be how I'm going to approach it. So right now, if anybody cares that is listening, I'm torn between a bard, a paladin, and a sorcerer. I would like to play a warlock, but there's a warlock NPC that seems pretty cool that I want to try using so i'm like mm -hmm. i don't need two warlocks in my party that's pointless uh i'm you're Shoot gonna all have a bad warlock time. party nothing but warlocks it, it's you can't do it because there's multi-classing and everything and you have control over your npcs so you can change them to whatever you want <laughs> um so i mean you literally build your care your team how you want it so you can create different uh synergies also druid i'm looking at druid but i'm never druids are really big on that wild shape i'm not a big fan of now I'm a bear, like eh. Hmm. So, but they have a lot of interesting spells, like the thorn whip cantrips, and yeah, there's a lot going on with them. That's still pretty fun. I don't know. I'm torn. I'm even looking at ranger, but ranger just, I don't know. It it hurts. I can't. I can't pick a class. It hurts. It hurts my brain. Well, I'm nearly at the end of December in Persona Five. Ooh. I beat the uh, the Shido Palace, the big cruise ship. It was finally nice to be done with that one. Uh, I think the last thing I have left to do in like the main game is the final mementos run. Yep. I, I actually I spent quite a bit of time uh, a few weeks ago just building out the compendium. I think I have the compendium somewhere between like seventy and seventy five percent, which is not something that you can fully complete on a first run through. And a lot of the ones that I have left to do like aren't even. Uh, available, they're not unlocked. I guess there's like some some quests or some social links that uh, uh, I don't have. But like like you were saying, and I I don't know if we talked about this before on the podcast. I'd mentioned like not being able to take um, platonic friendships with female characters up to level ten because of the romance option. But like you were saying, like once you turn them down to romance, turn um, turn down the romance option for that character. Like say let's just be friends. If you have another 
interaction with him, you hang out with him one more time, you just kind of like upgrade it to level 10 right there, which is cool. And you get that really cool music. I loved it when I maxed mm-hmm. out. So when you get that, that, that cool music and everything, that's my um, my ringtone right now. Cause it's oh, just, nice. But nobody ever calls me, so I don't get to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll call you and just hang up. Just now and then, just get that call like, thanks, John. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have been spending a lot of time over the, like, the, the last a day options that you have before you get to like the next story beat to close it out or whatever. Just doing things like maxing out social ranks. I've maxed out like just about everybody that I've had an interaction with. I even opened up more uh, confidants with the gun shop owner and the arcade kid just because like I... I just need something to do. I have with. time. Yeah, I got the time to do it. Um, I time. I sort of I wanted to mess the... around with the arcade kid more because, like, doing like a gun kind of build hmm. uh, seemed pretty interesting, especially um, in the royal oh, version. Also, real quick, those that are listening, that weird lip slapping sound—that's Sherlock, his dog oh, yeah. that's near the mic. So, like, I didn't see Sherlock at first on the on the screen here. I just hear. I was like, this sounds disgusting. Like, yeah, this is that's, gross. <laughs> that's Sherlock just making a bowl of mac and cheese. <laughs> it's just, it's just, oh. <sighs> um, but yeah, I was really interested in making a, like, a gun kind of focus build with the with the arcade kid and the gunsmith, because that's really what you can go with. But the, the gunsmith later on those points, I looked it up, didn't seem that great anyway. Mm. So I was like, eh. The hangman's kind of like, eh. But yeah, the, you really um, like go through those like the, the only like real reason to go through those and i think like the reporter as well the only reason to like yeah. do those is because if you want to fill out the compendium and get like the yeah. highest level the uh, reporter i viewed as the most useless hmm. so I, I didn't i did nothing with her I, I looked her up and it's like all about lowering security when you're in the palaces and stuff like yep. that that was the big heavy focus I never struggled with it anyways. Everything I ran into, I just murdered, so it was fine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is completely useless. Yeah, it's um, it's only useful if you're an extremely sloppy player. Or if you just really like the stories and want to hear her story and know what's going on with the reporter. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> or you want to romance this lady who is definitely just older than you. Oh, the, yeah, there, there uh, are like a few options. I didn't open up the confidant with the teacher this time around i did it in the yeah. vanilla version but not in the royal version because like the the phone in leblanc just doesn't work and that's how you called her in the vanilla version is you had to use the payphone at leblanc and like now no, it tried, works so i tried using it um i think certain and, times you can there's there certain things about like when you can call her and when you can't hmm. Um, it, it's it's an odd thing to it. I can't quite remember what it was, but yeah, I did Maybe. a little bit with her just so I can have her do stuff for me and do multi so I can multitask a little bit, do some, um, do some laundry for you. Yeah, but it, I wonder it's if not, I'm, it's not that helpful. I wonder if there's something you have to do to initially open up the uh, confidant before you can use the phone because every time I tried to use the phone I tried a bunch of times it would uh, Morgan would just come up and say like who would use a payphone in this day and age it's like you're right who would do this wait payphone yeah there's a payphone in LeBlanc the, the it's yellow just a phone. phone oh yeah it's just a phone well, they, they call it a payphone yeah whatever yeah it doesn't like charge you anything to use it I don't know maybe you did something wrong I have no idea well, the teacher was doing something wrong too. So it's it's a really creepy story. Like yeah. it's just Japan. Just like this isn't 
this isn't okay. <laughs> there, there, are, there are a number of adults that you can romance as, you know, a, a minor, a high school student. Um, like, like yeah. 16 at the oldest. Uh, the the doctor, the doctor lady uh, who experiments yep. on you, you can romance. Uh, there are the reporter and the teacher. Yeah. And I think those are the major uh, adult, female adult figures in the game. But I don't, I don't know if you can romance the detective lady because... Her confidant upgrades are kind of scripted. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Who cares? You can romance all of them, and then they all show up at your house and are like, hey, we're going to beat you up unless you choose someone. And then you choose someone. It doesn't someone. matter. Makoto was the best one anyways. Uh, objectively untrue, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, really that good was her, That was her name, right? That was her name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously okay. a great choice because you remember her name perfectly. <laughs> I, I don't remember names of people I work with for years, let alone I'm, a character I'm the one in a who video game. dialogue. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's everything I've been playing. Just a, a handful of game announcements that I wanted to do before we just get out of here, real quick. Uh, Wes, here's something that's wild: Borderlands Three is coming to Switch on October sixth. We are less sure. than we are less than thirty days away from Borderlands Three coming to the system. It was fine. Yeah. Borderlands hit a point where it's just the same crap over and over and over again. And I, I don't find it that much fun anymore. Like the, the Tiny Tina's Wonderland, um, I enjoyed for a little while. I didn't, I did get through the game, but by a little past midway, it did get pretty stale. And that had the most in-depth um, character building, really. Uh, that and 3 had a lot of customization with the way you want to play your character uh three really did a lot with it as well um to just changing different things with your builds and stuff but even then it wasn't like a lot you were doing um three was interesting i like the different classes the hunter i think that was called the guy with the dog uh was fun and the other guy with like the tech stuff was a lot of fun zane i think his name was i can't remember I don't know. It's it's fine. Um, I think the best story one is Borderlands 2. Um, Borderlands 2 was just wacky and fun. And they had the Mecha- uh, Mechanomancer, which hmm. was this crazy crazy girl that just summoned a robot to fight for, which was cool. As she was the best does. class. She was the best. Um, Gage was her name? I can't remember. But, you know, it, Borderlands got stale. Um... I don't know. If, if they were to come out with a Borderlands 4, I probably would skip it. Hmm. So, another one that was announced, um, a side-scrolling pixel art beat-em-up based on the G.I. Joe franchise. G.I. Joe The Wrath of Cobra is out sometimes quarter one of uh, next year. So, this, okay. it doesn't look good. This is actually a... <laughs> pixel art beat-em-up game that's coming out that I am not interested in. It looks kind of bad. But I, I bring it up because uh, like the G.I. Joe franchise used to be relevant, and it was like, it's slightly before my time, and I'm old as fuck. The only reason I like have any sort of attachment to the G.I. Joe franchise is I had an older cousin who was a couple years older than my older brother. So he'd be in his early to mid-40s now who was really into G.I. Joe. So when, you know, we would see him a couple of times a year when we were younger. Um, 
and we would go over and he'd like have the action figures and he would like uh he must have like vhs tapes of the the show or something he got really into it so that's that's my entire exposure to the gi joe franchises through him but he's also how i found out about Mega Man because he had an nes and Mega Man 3 and that was the first Mega Man game i ever played was over at hit house Mega Man had a much longer lasting impression than gi joe did on me and the last new game announcement, kind of an announcement, because it hasn't been officially announced yet, but we do have an ESRB rating, as well as the rating board in Europe, has rated a Beyond Good and Evil 20th Anniversary Edition for Switch, yeah. and I believe other systems as well. So uh, that'd be a really interesting one to get a uh, an Anniversary Edition or, or uh, an up-res or a port, because that's a game that... I rented a couple of times and kind of liked back on GameCube. It'd be a really interesting one to revisit that one, especially in the context of the retro show, because I think that one was in 2003. So we're not up to 2003 in the retro show just yet. But uh, really regarded as this sort of a cult classic, sort of Zelda-esque action game. But it'd be really, really cool to see that one make its way over to Switch. A while back, they were working on a sequel. I don't think that's ever going to happen, though. So, what is this like? Uh, like, what kind of game is this? Beyond Good and Evil. It is. Uh, think of like Wind Waker, but a little bit more like. Uh, it, it's not like super grim, but it's not like a, a cell shaded graphic style either. Where you know you're there, there's a, an ocean that you're you're sailing around, but that's not your primary gameplay. Your primary like actually doing things like going into dungeons and solving puzzles and beating people up with your your stick and you can also take pictures of things but it was a it was a cool game a couple of times i rented it but i never got around to buying it because you know i had no money at the time that makes sense that would do it yeah so and i suppose it would be a 2003 game because this would be the 20th anniversary edition so math. Oh but yeah, this is this has got oof. Yeah, I'm seeing some retro vibes. It, it's oh yeah, oh yeah. With the you got a random boat racing and you're 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 like leaping to dodge and rolls and stuff. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, this this is. Yep, it, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of like um, Jack and Dexter kind of feel. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Not really though. Um, I think more it's like Jack zany. Dexter. Two. No, no, it's not zany. So it's a little. That was just the first thing that came to mind. Mm. But yeah, there. It's. This looks interesting. This yeah. may be a fun one to go back and look at. Well, anything else we need to talk about before we close it out here? No, no. I I saw I saw Spider Man finally the new one. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up. I I'm I'm with you with it. It was a good it was a good movie, but the um that chasing was way too long. <laughs> really, really long. And at some point, you're like, just fucking catch him and kill him. Let's let's wrap this up. <laughs> let's 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 move on with this one. It it was um, I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. It, it was a good movie. It was very good. It's a, a lot of people lose their mind over this movie. Like I have a couple of friends that are just going nuts over this movie. They've seen it multiple times. One of them saw it three times in theaters. They're they're just going nuts about this movie. I think I prefer the first one. <laughs> Because the first one was a little bit more, I don't know, it just had more moments to it. Like, 
when he that that um that leap of faith moment where he jumps off the building into the sky so to speak with the different kind of views and the shots and like that it was just a little bit more kind of artistic and a little bit more character development with him and everything like that it, it just it, i felt like there are certain points that just had bigger impact than certain scenes in the second one hmm. the second one was just fast paced let's go the next thing right after another um let's go let's go let's go um and even then with all that rush it still wasn't enough to make it one movie there's another movie coming out yep. <laughs> so yeah it was a very good movie I, I i did really enjoy all the different kinds of the way that they're going to the different metaverses and the art style changes and the different kind of changes in the art style with the different spider-mans and stuff like that just from like the punk one to um some of the other ones the way that they're even animated differently it was really cool and very artistic and everything but i mean i don't know just one felt like the story flowed better mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and just a little bit more at a nicer pace yeah. Um, opposed to this one, that was just hectic. It was it was good and it was fun. Um, it is two hours and fifteen minutes long. You know, it would have been even better if it was an hour forty-five. Kind of <laughs> just kind of just keep things rolling. There, there were things like you were saying, like chase scenes that were too long. I think that there were sequences of uh, dialogue, which you know, it 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 would have been really really tough, I think, for anybody involved to decide what to cut what to trim down what to take out because everything looks really nice the other thing about even though they're looking nice like their fight sequences everything's happening so fast i couldn't really even follow what was happening Mm. it was just colors flying all over the (laughs) screen for me um maybe i'm getting old i i I don't know um but yeah it's just there's just so much going on in it Mm. um and it just didn't even the characters were kind of all over the place even the ones that they brought back from the other movies they were just kind of all over the place i don't know it it, it was fine it was good yeah yeah i think it's definitely worth saying yeah i'm i'm generally positive on it as well but i think next up we'll do a retro show yeah. get in contact with ryan and get him back on board and so we're just skipping the poker show this month so what i'm thinking is um We'll do a retro show first, so it gives us time to play through some of the content and the Pokemon expansion. That'll be oh, out. Oh yeah, in, that is coming out in a couple days, actually. Um, I'm gonna skip it. Okay, for now at least. We'll, we'll uh, tell you how it is. I'm not. I'm not too positive on Scarlet Violet. I don't really. I don't know. I prefer Sword and Shield. Hmm. Um, but you know, let me know how it is. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe me and Ryan will break it down and. We'll let you know who's who's back, and you can probably catch a Ponyta again. Don't you miss Ponyta and Ponyta Great? Anyway, um, <laughs> and then uh, I think so. We'll do a retro show first, and then do a Pokemon show at the end of the month, and then we'll see what we're gonna do at the beginning of next month, and go from there. Well, we've definitely gone out of order here, but whatever. Who cares? We'll do whatever the fuck we yeah. want. That's fair. Uh, end of podcast. So long.